Hello and welcome to Future Balls. We are going to pick three balls about topics about the future and see what we can make with them. What do we have up first, Nathan? Oh yeah, I should stop spinning. Um, what the heck? That's so long. Autonomous vehicles. Hey, okay. Why didn't we just write self-driving cars? <laughs> um, That's a pretty long word, really. Spin it a little bit more, ASMR. Ooh, we got another automation. Those automation, okay. Why are these always so similar? <laughs> and dun, dun, dun. motivations of AI. Whoa, cool! I swear these balls come out in a way that just—they're <laughs> too similar. Yeah, spookishly similar. They, it's actually all pretty similar, though. So, just going over it. So, it was uh, self-driving cars. Yep. So, no, autonomous car. vehicles. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, Self-driving cars, motivations of AI, and uh, what was the other one here? Automation. Ooh, okay. This is cool. So this is all about... Robots. Robots. Sex robot. Sex robot. Yeah, sex automate robot, the sex, sex robot. robot. <laughs> Let's not arrest this sex robot. It's trying its best. <laughs> God, okay. So, well, we've got self-driving vehicles. So... We're saying it's self-driving cars, but it doesn't just have to be that. I mean, cars are still a relic from... Self-driving boxes. Yeah, self-driving boxes. That's why I love van Self-driving life. Self-driving Van life on boxes. Mm. Moving rooms. I love that idea. Yeah, hells yeah. That's what I want to build one day. Well, yeah, it doesn't have to actually stay at the car level or the bus level or all of that. Like, that was limited by what it was before. It can actually change. Why do we have to keep the same type of cars or vehicles or anything that we've got at the moment, especially once it's all automated and you don't need actual drivers to do it. If it's all self-driving, what does that actually allow to happen? Well, you were saying boxes make it really tall. Yeah, well, I love this idea of, um, I wrote a cool blog post that kind of went viral a few years ago called, uh, I think it's like driverless hotel rooms or something. Um, cool. Yeah, I remember The title's that. very clickbaity, but, um, and the story is kind of cool. Um, but one of the cool ideas I had in there is the idea that if you have self-driving cars, the dishwasher's running in the background. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Quieten your automation. <laughs> <laughs> the monkeys are talking. Yeah. Do um, dirty work later. So you think about like, there's that stat that like, you know, it's just pretty self-explanatory, but like how many, how often do you spend in a certain room in a house? Like you can only be in a room at one, you know, one time. So things like kitchens, bedrooms, like, um, living rooms, bathrooms, like those things you use a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the time. And so this crazy out there idea I had is um, imagine if everyone basically just had like a 20 foot size shipping container room and that was autonomous. So everyone had their own like 20 foot uh, long shipping container room and that was yours. That was like, imagine that as like your bedroom, your space, your personal space. But then That's everything right. else you need, like say you need a bathroom, you just kind of go, hey, I need a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and it just comes over. It just like It just comes and it just like attaches next to you within like, you know, say 10 seconds and then opens up and now you've suddenly got a bathroom next to you. Else, yeah, and if you made it like what's saying shipping containers, if it was a, a universal um, connection and all of that, Standard, you could even yeah. have it like flying together. So, I mean, why not actually have uh, the ability for like, say, drones to come up, pick up a room and, uh, and apply it to someone else's house or combine it however you wanted? This yeah, could yeah. be all automatically done. Doesn't have to be on the ground. You don't need to worry about uh, like charging. Could be done a lot easier. These drones, like a centralized point or just around wherever it actually plugs into, and then goes and charges itself, and it's ready to go again. Exactly. 
That's cool. And, and then you, you have this idea of like, well, so if you have a bathroom, like the bathroom would be being shared between whoever and it would be cleaned like in between or automatically cleaned somehow. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's the idea of like optimizing space. So obviously this would only work in like a city. So I imagine these kind of like mm. giant, like massive skyscrapers where they're just these like moving kind of elevator things that move these rooms around between different people. And so what would be really cool, like uh, with the rooms that barely ever get used, but would get used by like say a few people occasionally say like a, a pool room or a games room yeah, wouldn't yeah. that be really awesome to be able to just pull over like a yeah a pool table it's like hey let's have a game of pool and you like you summon it on your phone or you just say hey can you attach the pool table wait a couple yeah. of minutes you hear it click you open up your door and you go in play a game of pool and then you jump out and yep. all's good that yeah, would yeah. be kind of epic and there's no real reason that couldn't happen like say if it's skyscraper it needs I to mean, be very cost. dense <laughs> <laughs> and cost, but if it was a universal system, a universal mounting and connection, like why couldn't you have like say yeah. lots of giant skyscrapers all around? You just apply the bits that you want sticking out of the side. It'd be cool to build one day a proof of concept, like yeah, a proof of concept yeah. tower that just has like these um, building block rooms in there, and you just like people. Maybe it would start as like a bit of a. Um, sideshow like a bit of an entertainment yeah. thing to begin with but then as a proof of concept it's like hey we could actually build cities this way like yeah. to optimize space because then like yeah I, I like this idea that everyone has their own 20-foot shipping container which sounds small but it's like okay that's yours that's your personal room but then if you put two 20-foot shipping containers side by side suddenly now it's like you've got the size of this living room we're in right now yeah um so it kind of opens up because you could have the, the you wouldn't just have like tiny little doors into these things like the whole side of them oh yeah open exactly. up and connect together absolutely yeah well, it also means that it, you don't need to have the rooms called to you because if you're in the same modular room, you can say, hey, can you move me to a certain spot? Yeah, yeah. So imagine for offices, it'd be cool. Like, yeah. You could just assemble a, a meeting of people, like, like, like assemble all the workers together. <laughs> they all click together. Yeah. You've got your big open office all there. <laughs> it would be, it'd be super like, uh, what's the word, like um, punk. Is it not kind of cyberpunk, but old punk. Okay. What's the old punk? Oh. Alt punk stuff. I thought cyberpunk's pretty alt punky. No, what's with the like old old style? Oh, steampunk. Steampunk. That's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you imagine, it'd be funny for steampunk where it's like um, the sound is not silent. Yeah. So, like as these giant rooms are moving, you're just hearing all this clicking going on. <laughs> That'd be cool. The walls are moving again. <laughs> Reminds me of um, Portal Two, the opening of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just mashing everything together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's cool. So that's one crazy idea for autonomous rooms. That, yeah, I like that. And that's an extension on, like, a lot of people talked about stuff where it's like, oh, you could have driverless vehicles where it's like, it's a gym on wheels or it's mm. like a strip club on wheels or it's like... Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's the, the on wheels bit, I think, is going to become less important as time goes on. Because like, you know, it's always the future of, like, you know, flying cars and stuff, but that's still just applying ah. a... Well, that's what I mean, right? Because people are still just applying their concept of transportation now being a car. Oh, let's just make it fly. The same way that, you know, uh, cars were originally like, you know, horseless carriages. But yeah, that yeah. Do- doesn't, didn't really capture what a car was and what that meant to society and how it would rearrange itself around that. The ones we actually have, say, better battery tech and things can actually fly. I think that will change it a lot. because <laughs> When things can fly. Well, yeah. One day. Because you've got to get the, I think AI and is going to be crazy important for flying cars. I don't think you're going to want pilots. I think it's just yeah. there's too much danger, too much involved with that that you're pretty much going to want it only 
to be controlled by a computer. Like, of course, there'll be exceptions, but I feel like the majority of it will be that. And you can't get people to get their pilot's license. I mean, driving itself is already way yeah, too yeah. dangerous. I don't know about the flying thing because it's the noise factor. Yeah, that's true. Unless that you can suck. somehow, like, do some noise negation stuff, then I don't mm. think that future is viable because you just you're not going to have like the sound. The sky will just be this terrifying, like, screaming sound everywhere. If everyone's yeah. just <laughs> yeah, true flying. Like, you think about how loud a tiny little drone is. Like having yeah, yeah. massive ones Scale actually flying around. Yeah, that's why I think Uber, like Uber's whole thing, pushed into that like flying taxis, and they mm, yeah. bailed on that idea. Is more of just a give us more VC money. Well, there was the Hyundai one that was at the last CES, which was pretty cool. Okay, they had um, I think it was the last one, but they had yeah their own like personal drone thing. Yeah, personal drones, and like they were yeah doing it as like taxis and stuff. And I th- that was with Uber. Maybe they have to stop doing that now. Maybe I'm thinking of an old one, but. I thought that was pretty cool that at least they're exploring into that area. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I just think it's only viable if they can, like, fuck off the sound. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just, it's helicopters, like, lots yeah, and lots of helicopters. <laughs> you step outside and, like, no one, your ears just explode. Yeah, true. You have, like, little zones that they're only allowed to fly in. So, so you have your skyscrapers all around each other. and Yeah. You could do that. So, this is just a zone for... Flying vehicles. That was one way I thought. Yeah, if you have um, the landing pads like really high up in the sky, like you know, well, yeah. massive sky like skyscrapers, and that's where it took off. And then because if they're higher, high enough, high, high up enough, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and got there, then the sound won't be as bad. And if they if they yeah. go from like super tall skyscraper to super tall skyscraper, then it won't be. Yeah, as, if you say that like you know they get up high, they have to fly even higher, and then they move across and then fly down. So it's kind of like you have different pillars where you can land. Yeah, yeah. And so the sound is just around those pillars. So at least at ground level, it's less. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they could do with that. So what was the other uh, one? We've got the motivations of AI. Motivations of AI. And the other two was automation and... Automation. And driverless cars. Yeah, okay. Driverless cars, we've done enough. Of, but yeah. I want to combine that with combine the... Them. What are you thinking? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about the motivations of AI once it's actually in control of moving physical goods as well as humans there like what type of emergent behavior would you start seeing yeah because then the ai is in control of moving the humans where it wants it to go i mean it's already kind of like ai is already heavily involved in like logistical planning and stuff so i guess it's already moving stuff supply chains would be a big thing yeah optimizing supply chains like is that ai must already be used for doing lots of that i haven't actually gone deep into logistics or any of that stuff but why not? I think so, yeah. I mean, the, the weird thing about like our, supp- our supply chain system is is a fully massively complex yeah, system complex. which must have like a bunch of inefficiencies and a bunch of like also like emergence yeah. possibilities because it's just so vast yeah. and crazy. Oh, well, yeah. The fact and also a fuckload of waste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Energy, heat. But also crazily efficient for what it can actually do, how cheap it is to get something from literally the other side of the world that you don't even think about it. Yeah. Like importing in like San Pellegrino water from Lake Italy and stuff. You get a whole crate of that that they ship over there. <laughs> you bring it in, you're like, oh, cool. That's like 20 bucks. I could imagine um, someone like China could weaponize AI for like purely on supply chain, like just on supply chains. I yeah. don't know how, but like uh, they could somehow have, um, imagine if, if, if China kind of has like AI's kind of running a, a large chunk of the supply chain network, they could um, somehow set it up so it optimizes 
um, I guess, like the inflow, the outflow of resources in in different areas, but then the inflow of cash back to maximize like just the power. Hell's yeah! Well, kind of like what happened with um, Enron back in the day and stuff. That you know how they were shutting down power in California to actually increase their profits in different spots and all that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you could do the you could do different um, things like that with actual logistical goods and stuff. Well, see, then that becomes like an issue, right? Like, say we go into the far future with the actual motivations of AI when an AI is a proper AI. It's if it's got total control over all of the. All the logistics, all of our food, all of our goods and all of that, you, you're not in control anymore. Like the thoughts of humans actually being able to change any of that is total crap. Like yeah. even right now you can't be able to live without all of that stuff. But Jesus Christ, 100 years from now, with actual general AI taking over, it's motivation. You just hope it would be, well, still helping the humans get their bottled water. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I always hate this all this whole idea of um, ethical AI. It's like, there's, yeah, you can, yeah, maybe you can do ethical AI in narrow cases. Like, oh, the AI is like, you know, just misclassifying black people. Like, yeah, okay, you can fix that. But when you when you get to the level of like, let's make an AI that doesn't kill the human species. Yeah, it's like you can't, man. Like, it's, it's like the whole bunch of chickens it, coming together saying, let's make sure that the humans are ethical towards yeah. us. And they just whack them in like, you know, battery gauges and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's a moot thing. It's like, it's, um, I think the best chance we have is just to kind of like um, imbue, because I mean, obviously like a lot of these AIs are all built off data. Um, so I guess the best thing is just to kind of like, the human species needs to push more and more of ourselves into the machine, like yeah. or merge with the machine as much as possible, so that um, as it's developing, it's got the data and the kind of the makeup and the ethos and the morals and ethics that humanity kind of yeah. encompasses. Absolutely, I can't agree with you more. It feels like that's yeah. really the only way to actually make that an actual ethical AI or a version of an ethical AI. If you just let it go without any human input, it's yeah, could lead to just paperclips optimizations. Yeah. You just act or just, yeah, accidental sociopathic yeah. AIs. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Versus, like, if you've got like say say everyone's Neuralink or you know BCI'd in, and you know yeah. maybe the 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 mat, maybe the the collective computational capacity of the Earth is you know maybe it's ninety percent AIs and 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 synthetic computation, but maybe ten percent of it is the human brains all connected and kind of like influencing and being part of that then maybe that's enough to to the point where the the system in, embodies a lot of our collective um yeah ethics and it's not without um so that has actually happened before like kind of in a minor way uh, when you look at corporations and you look at large um large social structures yeah so say like nations and corporations and big human organisms like that um yeah, if you actually have ethical people within it, you can actually get an ethical outcome. Like some companies are doing it. You get different versions, like, you know, different non-profits. You also get highly sociopathic companies like Nestle and yeah. just most. <laughs> but yeah, so it, I, there's definitely a big chance of that happening, I think. There's a, there's a point there in what you just said. Like um, you can't, like, yeah, you say, say like um, laws, rules, uh, constitutions, all these things we kind of like a lot of people think is what, results in ethical outcomes it's like they're just it's the same way an ai is gonna like look at the constitution or a set of rules and just be like uh no 
it's the same way we can do it now, but what really keeps people in check, I guess, is the social ramifications and the, the um, yeah, I guess the, the negative ramifications. Like if you're, you know, yes, we have all these legal frameworks in a, in a country, um, but, you know, it, the legal framework doesn't stop you from doing it. it. It's just the ramifications or the consequences of you doing it in a social setting, in a social context that kind of like encourages people not to do that. Yeah. So maybe an AI needs something like that, where it's like, if it does something bad, yeah, according to the nodes bad, within the system, according or, to the social context of with yeah within which it operates, then it gets punished, and so that's why it doesn't want to do it. Not because it's following it; you can't codify a set of like ethics and morals into an no, AI. Just it, like it just like you evolve, can't, yeah, just like you can't codify. Yeah, you can write laws, but no one's going. You know, no, no, exactly. Mean you you still need them. to. So it, I guess that kind of does mean that if, if you had just one singular AI that didn't have any other peers or any other uh, adversaries, I guess, or any other participants in its network, it would could actually act incredibly sociopathic without any recourse for anything else. But if you had a whole bunch of them, like, you know, networked and decentralized and stuff. And you know what's actually pretty cool? I was just thinking about it now. That that would have to happen just because of light speed as you start expanding out throughout the universe. Like even now, say, between, like, say, Mars and Earth, Having just one AI between the two probably wouldn't really work. You'd have, you'd just by the latency and the actual distance involved, that you'd end up just having to have a separate AI at each at each point if it did actually just get to one single AI. So maybe by encouraging all of those nodes, that could be could actually work. That's pretty cool. Way. Yeah, maybe the universe by design is going to be decentralized AIs. Although on, on the speed of light thing, I um, <laughs> this, is, this is always fun. Uh, last weekend, I went down the Wolfram rabbit hole. Oh yeah, and he has a recent post saying that he's not convinced that the speed of light is the limit. Oh the okay, that's cool. Yeah, because because there are his new um, uh, new physics project. Yeah, which basically like uh, it's really cool. It, it starts on the assumption that uh, space is not some like um, flowing like thing, abstracty thing. It's like discrete units. Okay. I don't think they've named these units yet, but but just like atoms are discrete units, like he thinks space is discrete units, like little dots. And then um, if you scale that up, it's kind of like everything else is just like a fractal computational irreducibility thing. So essentially Ooh. simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what he's saying is like if, if space is discrete little units, then maybe there's a way... Um, uh, to pass through that medium, if you can compute where, just just like say, um, so he gave the example of like gas, like gas in a, in a cube, like um, the molecules are all moving around in a very chaotic way. It's very hard. It's a computationally irreducible problem because it's very hard to compute exactly where all the particles are going to be at any given time. Yeah. But if you could, then there are still gaps between those particles. And so if you could um, determine where the particles were going to be, you could move through that medium in a way where you, you don't actually hit any of the particles. And so then you can move through faster than something that would just kind of go through and be bouncing off things. Yeah, right. That's so, cool. So imagine like operating like uh, going through, yeah, going faster than the speed of light by going th- through the medium of space in a way that's like you avoid hitting these particles of space. I don't know. You got to read the article. Yeah, ready. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but he basically the point is he's not convinced that the speed of light is a limiting factor. Nice, but he, he so it, that it, would change everything. But he just thinks it might be an engineering problem that's just impossible to do. Yeah, right. Okay. So like theoretically, well, it could be possible, yeah. but like engineering wise, maybe not. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because yeah. there is the whole um, theory as well that the speed of light's changed quite a bit since the formation of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that wasn't a topic. Sorry. It wasn't, but yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Automation. Automation. So usually jobs this is the first thing people go to. Um, 20 yeah. minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> How can we wrap up automation in like a couple of minutes? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Combining these three was a... Uh, because they're all very similar, but we haven't really Distinct. fully combined them all. Yeah, hey. yeah, we just talked about each of them separately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Separate balls. Well, that'll end up... Because like, all three in the future will just kind of be a thing. That'll just be... It'll be all autonomous, self-driving vehicles. Um, it'll all be automated. So, I mean, the self-driving vehicles are just part of that larger automation that everything is all automated around. And then you have the AI in control of that. And it's kind of like, well, what's the motivation of AI once everything's motivated, uh, automated and everything is autonomous, like every vehicle, every bit of uh, physical matter and information gets to where it needs to go. Um, Jesus, what does that world even look like at that point? What do you do? You sit around. Yeah. Um I don't know. Well, I, over the years, I, I get more and more um, less convinced by the idea that automation is going to take away jobs because I just think humans will just create more bullshit jobs. Well, I always <laughs> hope that people just start creating art and start exploring stuff because that is an infinite well of like, you know, creating new songs and music and memes, yeah. just creating more memes. I think that's kind of cool. Meme creators. Yeah. You just become a full-time meme creators, just getting ideas out there. And it's cultural evolution at that point. But I think AIs will create better memes. <laughs> yeah. I guess, see, an interesting thing along those lines um, is speedrunning of all stuff. So, in games. Uh, yeah, in games. So I've been watching a, a bit of that. I've been getting quite into it. It's really <laughs> relaxing, to tell you the truth. But watching, um, so watching some of the best speedrunners, you have um, tool-assisted speedruns where, you know, they like, you know, program it essentially nearly frame by frame and button press by button press to show what's theoretically possible. And then you have the speedrunners actually running it, trying to get as fast as they can, like human-wise. And I used to like, you know, like watching the tool-assisted speedruns and stuff, but the human ones are just so much more interesting. The, you, even though the AI can do it so much better, you watch the humans do it because that's where it's exciting. They're getting there faster and faster. You watch people on Twitch trying again and again and again to get there, whereas the computer can just do it. You can just watch a perfect speed run, but that's boring. So maybe when you're saying, like, sure, um, AIs can create better memes, sure, but it's not the interesting thing. That's not what we actually in our monkey brains would find interesting, and I guess art is all about what's interesting, what makes us think, think something different. It's, that's totally just like a, a human-centered view of the universe. It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, our memes are better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if it's not done by the meat, I don't really care. But then the AIs would just be like, uh, no, I am human. <laughs> well, yeah, this true. Is human, this is human meme, I swear. Look. Well, yeah, once the Turing test is totally obliterated, you don't even know. Turing test for memes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> is this a human meme or a computer meme? God, that'd be a great thing. Just a Turing test for memes. Like, just that domain. You just make up an like, AI-generated one and a human-generated one. You and see if you can pick the difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. Automation, we can go in very different. How do yeah. we how do we combine it back to automation, cars, and AI? I mean, self-driving cars of, is kind of the yeah. It's all kind of combined. Then moving things around automatically, automated like automated supply chains, automated 
Um, yeah. That's the self-driving vehicles is just a subset of automation, in my view. Yeah, that automation kind of encompasses all self-driving stuff because that'll just be a part of it, just moving stuff around. Like automating a mine, you'd have like giant trucks actually moving the vehicles and stuff. They're already doing that now. They're all self-driving, um, giant buckets and whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm really, uh, I really like Com AI <laughs> in terms mm. of self-driving because they're like it's like retrofitting like non non-automated things and just like you plug in a camera, and it's like boom, automated. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking sweet. That's a cool. Imagine if you could do that with any type of old school tech, where you just like you you plug in a tiny little thing and it just like. It goes from like shitty, not automated to just like fully automated. That is cool. That, that, that was in like a lot of old sci-fi stuff. Steam, you don't see much anymore. Well. But yeah, like you <laughs> attach a tiny little chip. Yeah, attach something to it, and that actually gets intelligence that way and can actually do its it does its own thing. It doesn't need human input at any point. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. That's really cool. Okay. Mm. Cool. Oh. Oh, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> Cool. I feel oh. like we needed a ball that was like a little bit more out there. Yeah. These are too common. Too They're common. too like connected. They're mutually overlapping. I'll see what the next one is. Cool. Uh, I'm Tristan Grace. Nathan Waters. Uh, catch you guys next time. Bye.